the Holy Ghost is already here. He's doing his work already in our lives. The messages are very, very clear. And it shows that the Spirit of God is one. In fact, we can as well, you know, end the message, you know, at this point. Because the Spirit of the Lord has spoken to us in clear terms, in precise terms of what He sets to do in our midst today. One of the things God told me is He's going to open eyes. And I was so glad when He confirmed it. I'm going to open the eyes of the people. Father, we thank you. We thank you in advance for what you're set to do today. We thank you in advance for your glory that will be revealed in our presence today. We thank you in advance for the healings that will take place here today. We thank you in advance for the opening of eyes. Thank you in advance for the miracles and signs and wonders that you've ordained for this day. We give you all the glory. Have your way, Holy Spirit divine. We cannot do anything without you. Take absolute control. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. I want to use this opportunity to appreciate God for making it possible for us to be alive today. To witness what he's about to do in our lives. It's all about him. And we've gathered not because of any man but because of him. And he's here in our midst. So today is a special service. It's a special service because we are going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Our topic today is full of the spirit of wisdom. Full of the spirit of wisdom. That is what we're going to be considering today. And it is so special, especially to me, because I, I love the Holy Ghost a lot. I don't know about you, but I love him so much. And one of the things I enjoy so much in my Christian work is my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I enjoy it a lot. My fellowship with him, my communication, my interaction with the Holy Ghost is something I, 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 I admire, something I cherish a lot. Not like I don't love other aspects of my Christian world, but I love that fellowship I have with him. I love that time I come in his presence. Not to ask of anything. Are you with me? Not to ask of anything. Not to place some demands on him. Not to tell him to do this or do that for me. But to just come and enjoy the fellowship. You know, speak to him. Pray in the Spirit. The Bible said that he that prays in tongues, it defied himself. So I, I, I so much love that, that period of time I'm just there alone with him. And I pray in tongues and I communicate with him and I fellowship with him and I hear him speak to me. Most times whenever I have such a meeting with him, I don't live the same way. Sometimes I come with a burden in my heart. I don't just know, but there's, there's a burden in my spirit. And I come in his presence and I begin to worship him in tongues. I begin to praise him. I begin to worship him. I do it for five minutes, ten minutes. The, the burden is lifted. I live there refreshed. That is what the Holy Ghost does. I tell people that Holy Spirit is Christianity made easy. Holy Spirit simplifies Christianity. The Lord is going to open eyes today so that you begin to understand the personality of the Holy Ghost and the importance of a relationship with Him and why it is necessary and significant and important in your life to always you know, have the fullness of the Holy Ghost in you. So we are not just considering being filled with the Holy Ghost just for today for the for today's service. It is not just for the purpose of this service. I want us to have an understanding that this is something that we need on daily basis. 
Because without the Holy Ghost in your life, you will struggle as a Christian. You will make mistakes. You will make wrong choices. You will make wrong decisions. You will fall into pits. You will be victimized by Satan. You will become an ordinary person. Except you want to live an ordinary life. Hallelujah. Except you want to live, you want to be an ordinary person. That devil can slap you right front everywhere and you are just okay. You are just a church goer. But if you want to be relevant in the kingdom of God, if you want to be a victorious Christian, you must know the importance of the Holy Spirit. And you must have a fellowship, constant fellowship with Him. It is very, very key. It is very, very important. Now we're going to look at our texts. Then we can proceed from there. I do not have so much of time, but I will run. And then we'll go into impartation administration because the Lord is going to do so much today in our midst. Let's open our Bible to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 34. That is our text for today. Deuteronomy, chapter 34. It's supposed to be verse 9 only, but I would like us to read from verse 1. From verse 1 to 10. Let's read from verse 1 to 10. If you have an amplified version, you can read for me. If you don't have amplified, if you have new international version, you can also read NIV. Deuteronomy chapter 34, from verse 1 to 10. Please be very fast. Thank you. Then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plain of Moab to the top of Pisgah, across from Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land, from Gilead to Dan, all the Naphtali, the territory of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judea as far as the western sea, the Negev and the whole region from the valley of Jericho, the city of Palms, as far as Zorah. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, when I, when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab. As the Lord had said, he buried him in Moab, in the valley opposite Beth Poor. But to this day, no one knows where this, his grave is. Moses was a hundred and twenty years old when he died. Yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. The Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days, until the time of weeping and mourning was over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom, because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all those miraculous signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials and to his whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So at this point, you know, Moses who was a powerful man in his time and in his generation, he was so powerful. God used him mightily. So he was about to die at this point. He was already dying. Hallelujah. And there is a replacement for Moses. And that replacement is who? Is who? Is Joshua. And I want us to look a little bit about the life of Moses then we'll now talk about Joshua and proceed from there. Moses was so powerful that when God called him, when God was about giving him the assignment to deliver the people of Israel from the hands of Pharaoh, Moses was, was not comfortable with that assignment. He was not comfortable because he felt he had a weakness. He felt he had a stammering tongue that he cannot communicate effectively and God is calling him to be an advocate. Have you seen an advocate that stammers? Have you seen a lawyer in court that stammers? It's usually, you know, a funny thing when you see them speak in court. So Moses had that issue. 
So he was, he was looking at his weakness. But God said, no. I look beyond the weakness of man. You are the ordained person for this assignment. You are the person I have chosen for this assignment. And I will not give it to someone else because of your mere weakness. I want to announce to somebody today that God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the call. When God calls you, He qualifies you. So God told Moses, I'm going to choose you. I've chosen you. Do this work. And Moses, you know, picked up the assignment and did so mightily. But at some point, because of some of things he did, God said, the, the kingdom of promise, the land of promise your forefathers, you will not, you will only see it, but you will not do what? You will not enter it. You will only see it, but you will not enter it. And God is a God that keeps to his words. From where we read today, we discover that the Bible says that then Moses climbed. Hallelujah. Then Moses climbed to the mountain top. He climbed from the plains to the mountain top. And the Lord showed him the land flowing with milk and honey. The Lord showed him the city he promised his forefathers. And when we read, when we read downwards, we, we discover that you know, there are some things the Bible talks said about Moses. I wrote about five different things that the Bible said about Moses. One, Moses at his age was full of strength and power. At the age of 120, he climbed from the plains to the mountaintop. At the age of what? 120. Moses was that old. At 120, some of us at, at 40 years, you cannot even run from here to the gate of parking. Hallelujah. Am I correct? If I say let's try now. Let's, let's just try it. So people will even collapse. Thank God here is an hospital. So once you are collapsing, they are pushing you to the clinic. Hallelujah. But Moses at his stage, at, at his stage in life, he was 120 years. But the Bible said that he was, he was so strong. He was full of strength and power. That is number one. Number two, since he died, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses. Since he died. Number three, the Lord knew him face to face. So he had a one on and one relationship with God. So Moses was very powerful. These are the reasons why God used him powerfully. He saw God. He hears from God. God speaks to him and tells him, Go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. God gives him the commandment, deliver it to the people of Israel. So he had a one and, and one relationship with God. And that thing is that he did lots of signs and wonders. The last, the last verse we read said, no one has ever shown the mighty power like Moses. So Moses was very powerful. And at this point he was about to die. So he needed the replacement. And God has said, Joshua is going to be your replacement. Then verse 9 said, Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with a spirit of wisdom because Moses had done what? Had laid his hands on him. So Moses had to lay his hands on who? On Joshua. So that he can impact that spirit into him for the work ahead. There is a work ahead. And he knew if this man fails to contact this anointing that I carry, he may not be able to do this work ahead of him. Because the work is actually a serious work. And he cannot do it by flesh. He knew he cannot do it by strength. I need to impact this into him. And he laid his hands. And immediately he laid his hands on Joshua. Joshua received the spirit of wisdom in its fullness. In its words, fullness. He received it. So, there is no way you can do the work of God without being filled with the Holy Ghost. You cannot. You will struggle. At some point, you will get tired. You will get weary. Because you are trying to do it by your own strength. And the Bible said, by the strength of man, shall no man prevail. You cannot live a Christian life without the Holy Ghost. Talk more of doing the work of God without the Holy Ghost. It is, it is an error. It does not work. It does not work. So Moses knew that. And Joshua availed himself 
to be impacted. Today the Lord is going to impact strong spirits in the lives of as many that are willing to open up their hearts to him in the name of Jesus. The spirit of wisdom. Being filled with the spirit of wisdom. So Joshua needed it. And if you read the book of Joshua chapter 1 and the end of, of the book of Joshua, you will discover and start seeing the things Joshua did. And how Joshua was able to effectively fulfill the mandates of God upon his life. Why? Because he has been empowered. He has been empowered. He is carrying something on his inside. He is carrying something that other people don't have. Moses has deposited the spirit of God in him. So he was not doing the work by his own power. He was doing it by the power of the Holy Ghost. That was why he was able to fulfill that mandate. And the standard Moses left for him was, was so high that he needed something extra to be able to fulfill the mandate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to be equipped. We need to be equipped. I tell people that, that Christianity is, is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And it is the Holy Ghost that helps you to live that lifestyle. If you read the book of Galatians chapter 5, you begin to see the fruits of the Holy Spirit. They are called fruit of the Holy Spirit because you cannot live them without having the Holy Ghost in you. It is not possible. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at now the spirit of wisdom. What is the spirit of wisdom? What is the spirit of wisdom? Let's open our Bible to the book of Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1 and 2. You will discover that the spirit of wisdom is one of the seven spirits of God. Open with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 11. I'm going to read from verse 1 and 2. So a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Verse 2. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Now, if you look at this particular verse 2, verse 1 was talking about the person of Jesus. And verse 2 talks about the seven spirits of God. God actually has seven spirits. If you look at the book of Revelation, Revelation, I think Revelation chapter 5, you, you see where the Bible talked about the seven spirits of God. So God actually has seven spirits. And the spirit of wisdom is one of them. From Isaiah chapter 11. is one of them. The spirit of wisdom. He said the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. That is one. The second one is the spirit of wisdom. The third one is the spirit of understanding. The fourth one is the spirit of counsel. The fifth one the spirit of might. The sixth one is the spirit of knowledge. And the last one is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. These are the seven spirits of God. Hallelujah. These are the seven spirits. We're going to be talking about wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. And the spirit of wisdom, allow me to use that, that spirit of wisdom and the Holy Spirit interchangeably because they are the same thing. Because the Holy Ghost is the one that gives wisdom. Hallelujah. And when you are talking about wisdom, those days, you know, even before I, I, I prepared for this message, I've always had an understanding that wisdom is, the wisdom, wisdom is rightly applying what you know. Am I correct? The right application of what you know. The right application of knowledge. That is my own understanding of what wisdom is. But when I was preparing for this message, Holy Spirit told me something. He said, wisdom is beyond that. Wisdom is bringing the Holy Spirit into your situation. That's the definition I got. Wisdom is bringing the Holy Ghost. You have a situation. You have a problem. You are passing through something. You are confused about something. You have two options. Abuja is calling you for a job. Lagos is calling you for a job. You are confused. Your child is sick. You don't know what to do. 
You just lost your job. There is a situation at hand. Wisdom is bringing in the Holy Ghost into that very situation. That is wisdom. So it's beyond applying what you know. Because there are times you don't know anything. Are you getting me? There are times you are so blank. You don't just know anything. So wisdom is, is your ability to recognize that there is a person called the Holy Ghost who is able to do all things and bring in the Holy Ghost into your situation. That is wisdom. And there is no way, mark my words, that you bring the Holy Ghost in your situation and there won't be any change. There is no way. There is no way. I've had series of experiences personally where the Lord allows me to struggle. I'm running helter scatter. There is a problem. I don't know what to do. I'm just running. I'm trying to. I'm trying to use my contacts. Some of us love contacts a lot. When something happens, you bring your phone. Hey, who will I call? Professor, this. Hey, no, no. Let me leave that one. He may not. You know, God sometimes allows me just just run around. Do what you can do. When I am tired, He will not say, "Iko wugogi." Hallelujah. Because there is something I am carrying, but I'm not, I'm not recognizing the personality I carry. The Holy Ghost is the greatest force on earth. When Christians we carry him, but we neglect him. When Christians we carry him, but we lack knowledge of who we are carrying. If you give a man, I don't know the highest kind of gun because I've not handled gun before. Although my dad was a policeman, but I, I don't like gun. I don't know the highest kind of gun we have. But if you give an ignorant man a gun in the, in, in, in the midst of battle, and the person does not know what gun is, can the person use the gun? The person will not use the gun. Enemy will come and kill the person. The Holy Ghost is greater than the highest gun ever produced on earth. And we are carrying him on our inside. But we do not know who we carry. So the Lord is going to provoke us to understand the personality of the Holy Ghost and to know that we are carrying him on our inside. I remember a friend of mine in Lagos. He went for an exam. He went for an exam. And the exam was, was an internet exam. You know, you, you, you have your own personal computer. Everybody is seated and they will give you time. This exam is for 30 minutes and you have 100 questions and each question has about, you know, let me say some seconds and you need to answer. If you don't answer it within that seconds, it passes and if, if you fail, you failed it. You know, that was the kind of exam the guy went for. And he gave me a testimony. He said when he entered the exam hall, the first question came. He didn't know it. Time I got, that one passed. Second one came. Somebody that prepared for the exam. He was ready for the exams. In fact, he took off from office just to prepare. And he prayed though. He told me that he prayed. Not just that he prepared. He also, he prepared by studying and he also prepared by praying. The second question came. He didn't, third question. Until number 10, question out of 100 has passed. This guy is still blank. And then once the person comes, you start cracking his head. Which one? Which one? Before you know it, that one has passed. He said what he did was immediately he kept quiet. And God gave him a song. And the song God gave him is this. Be still and know that I have. So he left the questions we are going on. He was singing the song in the spirit. Be still and no, help me sing the song. Questions are not going to be singing. So when he was singing the song, something came upon him. The anointing for success, the anointing for academic breakthrough came upon him. By then, 20 questions have gone. Hallelujah. So immediately he started answering. Guess what? From number 21 to number to the 100 pistol, he got all of them. Hallelujah. So he scored 80 over 100 and he passed successfully. No skin pain. That is what the Holy Ghost can do. 
So Holy Ghost is bringing, wisdom is bringing the Holy Ghost. Applying the Holy Ghost into your situation. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what you are passing through. This message is not just for you. It is also for me. Because I've made mistakes. I've, I've neglected the place of the Holy Ghost a couple of times and I paid for it. I paid dearly for it because once you disobey him, you will pay for it. Once you neglect him, you will pay for it. Either you pay by, by the delay the thing has cost you or you pay by something more than the delay. I remember when I was in final year. I was about writing my degree exams. Holy Ghost is practical. It's not stories. Are you getting me? It's not stories. If you carry him, you carry him. If you don't carry him, you don't carry him. If you're neglecting him, you're neglecting him. And it will show that you're neglecting him. In my final year, I was preparing for my degrees. And so they sent me my law school money. I told them, send me my law school money because I know I'm going to pass. I had a, I had a covenant with God that I'm not going to spend a try in school. So they sent me the, the money. The law school money, then I think that was 2010, was 200 and something thousand naira. So when the money came into my account, I've not had that kind of money before. You know, so, and I was still about writing my final exams. Something came to my head. What will this money be doing in your account? See, you finish your final exams. You will now wait to now apply for law school. The money will just be there. Can't you do something with this money? I said, what will I do? What will I do? I now remember that one of our fellowship brothers, brothers in quotes, we always come to a brother's meeting then and tell us, young men, you need to make money. Young men, if you don't have money, you will not even be able to marry. You need money. You need, I need to start it now that you're in school. I remember the brother. And I called him. I said, bro, I have 200 and something thousand naira with me. And I want to double it before my law school. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said, I want to double it. Can you double it for me? The guy said, ah, he's small now. He brought his laptop and said, I'm into forex trading. I'm a professional trader of forex. I buy dollars and I sell. Yesterday I bought for Susan Sutherland for this amount. Tomorrow he doubled his money. The guy saw me, see. The guy bruised me. I started seeing what I will do with the, with the, with the hundred percent profit I will get before I go for law school. I will just imagine the things I will buy, how I will go to law school as a big boy, you know, and everything. Real stories. Real stories. Now, the day I went to withdraw this money, network, there was no network in the bank. I went, there was no network. I said, what is the problem? They said, I should check again. I kept on, two days, I was not able to withdraw. The Holy Spirit was telling me. In my own argument, sometimes you just, you don't want to hear. We are so, we've made up our mind on what to do. You are neglecting him. Your mind is so busy with what you want to do that you are no longer hearing from him. He was telling me this. In fact, when, after that, I said, hi, Holy Spirit, you love me. I'm so sorry. He kept on telling me, this is a sign that this thing you are getting into we will not produce the results you are expecting. This is a, I kept on, I said I must withdraw this money. I kept on going to the bank. Finally, the money came. I called the bro. And I carried my law school money. My law school money. My law school money. <laughs> And I gave it to this brother. I told the brother, we have six months to my law school. All I need is just double it. Whatever extra, you can take it. Just double it for me. This brother, till today, I've not seen this brother. (laughs) Till today, I've not seen him. So this brother collected my money, collected not only my own, because when the problem then came, we now discovered that we are so many in the fellowship that this guy, this brother duped. He collected everybody's money, even his lecturers. 
He collected money from even his lecturers. Even from the... I was the president of the fellow. He collected money even from his pastor. He, oh yeah, he doesn't have the fear of God. Because if it was in the days of the old, God would have struck him death. He collected money. So when it was time for law school, I started calling this brother. Bro, bro, how far now? It's time, oh, it's time, oh. It's time, oh. The brother will pick a skull and tell me he's, he went to Abba. That he went to one place. That he's coming back. He's, this guy kept on doing this thing. The day I finally went to his house, there was no, I didn't see anybody in his house. He has packed out. We now started doing investigation and discovered that he was not even a student. He was not even a student in the school. Holy Ghost gave me the sign. He told me. He told me. But I refused to listen. And I paid for it. I was in confusion. I didn't know what to do. Who will I call to give me money? Who will I call? How I came out of that problem, it was only God. That's, that, because I didn't know what to do. I had to start calling the person that sent me that money. Then I was already in law school because I've already applied. I was in law school. We had two weeks to pay our law school fees. I couldn't pay. I was at home. I was praying. I was asking God to forgive me. I was crying. So Holy Spirit, I disappointed you. I failed you. You told me. You gave me the signs. You spoke to me, but I refused to listen. I was so confused. I had to call. Of course, they blamed me. And at the end of the day, God provided my money for school fees. But I learned from it. So many of us, you are entering into a business transaction with somebody. You are not carrying the Holy Ghost into it. You are about to get married. Somebody is coming to you. Hey, sister, I love you. I want to marry you. And you are just, you, the guy will just use sweet talk and just brainwash your head. You will now start behaving like a mumu. You will be behaving like a mumu. You need to be flogged at that point. You're not bringing in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is needed even in the tiniest thing. Tiniest decision you are to make, you need Him there. Sometimes the gap between life and death is, is Him. It's Him. I've heard the story of a man that was driving in the night. He was driving so fast because he was a pastor. He was going for administration and he needed to get there. Before time. So he was driving and he followed a route or a route. I don't know. He followed that particular route and he was so speeding. He never knew that, that people no longer pass through that route again. Because there is, is a gully in front of that route. A serious gully. So he said when he was driving, he was surprised he was not seeing vehicle. He was not seeing anything. So he was just shocked. He said, okay, maybe because it's night. People must have gone home. So he said, he kept on driving. Guess what? Before he was able to get to the gully, the Holy Ghost told him, stop! He was shocked. He heard the voice. Stop! Brethren, the man of God stopped. And immediately he stopped. He came down. He said, what is the problem? Lo and behold, he would have entered into a gully. And that would have been the end of his ministry. So I want us to begin to, to maximize, to maximize, to understand him, to understand him. For, don't be busy. So many of us are busy with our minds. We are busy with so many things. We are busy with so many things. And we are relegating the person of the Holy Ghost to the background. I'm talking to believers here. Because if you are not a Christian, if you are not a child of God, you may not even understand what I'm talking about. Because the gifts of the Holy Ghost is for believers. It's not for unbelievers. Are you getting me? It's for who? It's for believers. The gift of Jesus is for everybody. The gift of Jesus is for the whole world. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten whosoever believeth in Him will not be what? Will not perish but have everlasting life. But the gift of the Holy Ghost is not for the world. The gift of the Holy Ghost is for Christians. People who have genuinely given their life to Christ. Now I want us to, to, I have a lot of things to talk about, but let's just look up. Let's look at the person of Jesus. Let's look at the person of Jesus 
then we, we discuss a few other things, then we begin to pray. The Bible says that Jesus is both the wisdom of God and the power of God. You can see that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. See, Jesus is the wisdom of God and also the power of God. So in Jesus is the embodiment of God's wisdom. So when you have given your life to Jesus, Jesus comes into your spirit. So as a Christian, you are a carrier of God's power. You are a carrier of God's wisdom. Because Jesus is not just the power of God, but Jesus is also the wisdom of God. That's what the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 40. It said, the time Jesus grew and became strong, he was filled with what? With wisdom. He was filled with wisdom. He grew, became strong, and was filled with wisdom. So in Jesus is wisdom. If you read the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 3, the Bible says that in Christ is hid all the wisdom and the knowledge. In him is wisdom and knowledge. In Jesus is wisdom and knowledge. He is the embodiment of wisdom. So when you carry Jesus on your inside, you are carrying the spirit of wisdom. You need to understand it. You are carrying the spirit of wisdom. That was why St. Paul, when he was praying for the church in Ephesus, in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, he said, I pray for you. I pray for you. Can somebody open that place for me and read? I pray for you that you be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who? In the knowledge of him. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. So St. Paul was praying for them. Because he knew that the most important thing they need is that spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 verse Ephesians 1, 17. 17. Keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Hallelujah. So that you will know him better. If you, read, if you read forward, you'll discover that there are three kinds of knowledge we need, to, we need to get as Christians. One is the knowledge of our purpose. The other one is the knowledge of the provisions that Jesus has made for us on the cross of Calvary by virtue of his death. The third knowledge is the knowledge of the power that works in us. These are the three kinds of knowledge from this efficiency that we need to get. And you can only get this knowledge when you are being filled with the spirit of wisdom. And Paul made that prayer. Be filled with the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Because when you are filled with that spirit, you'll be able to understand the things of God. So when you have issues in your life, who do you naturally run to? Do you run to people or do you run to God? Through the person of the Holy Spirit. Some of us are having challenges in our businesses. Some in our marriage. Some in our career. In our ministry. You need to relax. You need to hold on. And get the Holy Ghost involved in it. Hallelujah. How can I be constantly filled with the Holy Spirit? How can I constantly be filled with the spirit of wisdom? One. You must start by becoming born again. You must be born again. Two. You must be baptized in the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of praying in tongues. Three, you must constantly stir up your spirit man by praying in the Holy Ghost. Number four, you must constantly renew your mind through God's word. Let me go again. Number one, you must be born again. Number two, you must be baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of praying in tongues. Number three, you must constantly stir up your spirit man by praying in the Holy Ghost. Number four, you must constantly renew your mind. Number five, you must live a holy life. You must live a holy life. Sin is a reproach. Sin hinders your fellowship with God. With sin in your heart, you cannot be comfortable to approach the throne of grace. So these are the things you need to constantly do on daily basis for you to always be filled with the Holy Ghost. Sometimes when I'm confused, I'm just praying in tongues. I don't know what to do. As I'm praying, an idea will just drop in my spirit. I don't know if it has happened to anybody. As you're praying in tongues, as you're releasing your spirit, you don't know what to do. Sometimes I do it in courts. I'm standing, I don't know what to say. I just pray in tongues in my spirit. An idea, 
an idea that I never thought of would just drop. Sometimes when I used to write exams, I forget a case. I'll pray in tongues as I'm writing. Before I finish the question, the case will come. Naturally, it will just drop and I'll write it. That is the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I'm going somewhere. I want to enter a bus. The time for me to get for that meeting is by 8 a.m. And I'm, 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 at that time, it was about 5 minutes or 10 minutes to 8. And I know if I enter this bus, I may not get there by 8. Sometimes I tell the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, I know ordinarily I'm not supposed to get here by 8. But I need you to pick in this step, to pick in this bus. Sometimes I just make the prayer to me sincerely and I enter before I know it by 8. I'm already there. You can involve the Holy Ghost in everything you are doing. You can involve Him. You have a project. You can involve Him. You have something you want to do. You can involve Him. He's always there. He's always there. He's always willing to assist. The Bible says that He's our helper. He's always willing to teach you. When you're confused, He can teach you. Wisdom is the principal thing. And the Holy Ghost is the, is the spirit of wisdom Himself. So when you have him inside of you, you cannot be confused. You cannot be frustrated. He is like a light. He is like a light in your darkness. And every area of uh, every every area of darkness in your life, you need light. You can have darkness in your career. You can have darkness in your academics. You can have darkness in your marriage. You can have darkness in your business. You can have darkness in one of your tides. You just have a child or that anointing. That is your darkness. You can have darkness in different areas of life. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, Jesus said, follow me and do not walk in darkness. That is John chapter 8 verse 12. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. So Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. And as you are following him, you will never walk in darkness. Your area of ignorance is actually your darkness. You have a situation, you have a idea. You don't know what to do. Naturally, what you will do is that you, you go to a hospital, right? You go and see a doctor. Because you believe that the doctor has lights. You believe that the doctor can solve your problem. You believe that the doctor can do something and the hyena will go. Or you are sick, you have malaria, you have typhoid. You have one problem or the other. You run to a doctor. You follow a doctor. Because you believe that the doctor has light. You are ignorant in that area. You don't know anything. Jesus said, follow me. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. So the way the doctor is, that is the way the Holy Ghost is. When you have a situation, you can live a life without sickness. Since 2009 to date, I have not, I've not been sick. I am not taking paracetamol. I am not boasting about it. But I, but I know that it is because of my relationship with the Holy Ghost. Sickness is not allowed to stay inside of me. The Bible says, if that spirit that raised Jesus from death is inside of you, that spirit shall quicken your mortal bodies. You can live without sickness. Jesus dealt with sickness on the cross of Calvary more than 2,000 years ago. Sometimes I feel weak. Sometimes I feel like I want to be sick. But I know who I am. And I'll begin to pray. I refuse to be sick. Jesus is on the inside of me. The Holy Ghost are speaking my mortal bodies. I cannot be sick. I cannot be sick. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I am healed. I'm not going to be healed. I was, I was healed on that day Jesus was crucified. That is the revelation I have about sickness and living in divine health. You can also get to that level. You can also get to the level that you will no longer be falling sick, but God will begin to use you as an instrument of healing to people. God will be able to use you to lay hands on people and they will receive their healings. God will, go, God will now deposit his power on your inside. And you begin to display the glory and the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost from your life. That is where God is taking us to. And you cannot get to that level until you are filled by the Holy Ghost. Until you are filled by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that Joshua had to allow Moses to lay his hands on him. And immediately he laid his hands on him, he received the spirit of wisdom. The Lord is going to fill us today. I said, the Lord is going to fill us afresh today. You are going to start a new walk with him. You are going to start a new walk with him. Paul was talking to Timothy, he said, Find up the gift of God in your life that was given to you by what? By the laying of hands 
of the elders. The elders will lay hands on you today. And you will receive something that you've never received before in the name of Jesus. The spirit of wisdom is necessary. You need to carry the power of God. Christianity without power is religion. Christianity without power is fake. Jesus was the power of God and he was also the wisdom of God. So you don't, don't be comfortable with the level you are. Your tribe is sick in the night. Instead of you to lay your hands on your tribe, you are calling your pastor. You are trying to call somebody around 12, 12 a.m. Somebody that will be sleeping and supposed to be resting with his family. Why? Because you are not carrying what you are supposed to carry. Or you are carrying him but you are neglecting him. You are a priest in your family. And God expects you to, to, to exercise the duties of a priest. When your wife is sick, lay your hands on her. And she will receive her healing. It's not by your name. It's in the name of who? The name of Jesus. The Bible says, at the mention of that name, every knee will do what? We bow. And every tongue we confess. God is looking for those that are willing to carry him. God is looking for those that are willing to carry his power. Carry his power to your place of work. Carry his power to your family. Carry his power to, your, to anywhere you are. In your marketplace. You need the power of God. One of the things I cry for, one of the things I desire so much, is to be a carrier of the power of God. Because that power will help me and also help people around me. We need to constantly be filled with the Holy Ghost. There are so many benefits, so many, many benefits of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Number one, you always receive divine direction. Benefits of being filled with the spirit of wisdom. Number one, you will receive divine direction. Number two, you will always know what to do when you are faced with difficult situation. You will always know what to do. Jesus was faced with one. They brought, they brought that woman that was caught on the act. Act of adultery. They wanted to stone, him, to, to stone her to death. They brought the woman to her. To him. And they said, this man, this woman has committed adultery. And according to the laws of the Jews, we're supposed to do what? To stone her to death. It was a difficult situation. And the Bible said, Jesus bent down and he was writing something. He was connecting to the spirit of wisdom. He was connect- He was writing. You know, sometimes you just, you're just right. Sometimes I will start drawing, when I want to connect, I'll start drawing this box. They taught us in nursery, in primary school. You know that box? They do like this. I don't know if you know that box. I, I'll start drawing it, but I'm connecting. I'm drawing it, but I'm connecting. Jesus was drawing something, and he was connecting. And immediately the wisdom dropped. And he said, if you know, if you know, if you've not committed any sin before, if not broken any law before, be the first to cast the stone on this woman. That is wisdom. When you're faced with a situation like that, the wisdom will just drop. Look at Solomon. He also encountered it. Two women, one, they gave birth. The other one, the child died. And he carried the other one. And they started claiming who, who owns the child. And they brought the case to him. The man of wisdom. You remember Solomon? When he was asking God for something, he didn't ask him for money. He didn't ask him for material things. He said, God, all I need from you is what? Wisdom. Because he knew that wisdom is the principal thing. And God gave him wisdom. And when they brought the case, he, he saw how he handled it. He saw how, how the wisdom of God deposited in, in his life, you know, manifested. So that is another benefit. When you're faced with serious issues, connect to whom? To the spirit of wisdom. Number three, you will have a daily victorious Christian life when you have the spirit in you. Daily, on daily basis, you'll be having victorious Christian life. Temptations of sin will not bring you down. Look at Joseph in the house of Potiphar. It was wisdom that told him, do what? Flee! At that point, you're a young person in this place. You're in an ungodly relationship. You're a young person in this place. You are having illicit affairs. Remember that the Bible says that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And it is wisdom for you to run. Don't just run. Flee! There is difference between running and fleeing. When you're fleeing, your legs will be touched. You'll be seeing your legs as you're running. The back of your leg. Have you seen those cartoons? As they are running, you just be running like that. those cartoons. That is fleeing. 
Environment is stronger than character. A young person will say, it doesn't matter, I am strong. I'm a superman. That's what my mom used to tell me then. You think you are strong. It's just nothing that you will be surprised the way you will fall. Environment is stronger than character. But your strong will not work in an ungodly environment. That's why the Bible says that bad communication corrupts good manners. There's a story of a lady in Lagos, University of Lagos, from good family background, Christian background, deeper life sister, and they posted her to the University of Lagos, and they pushed her to a hostel where harlots were living. People doing prostitution were in that room. And a sister advised her, it's not better you leave this place. Apply for the school authority to, to give you another room. She said, no, ah, I know who I am. I know who, say, I'm, I'm, we'll go, I'm, I'm just that thing. We'll go say that I am. That, you know, you know, you know. So she said, no, I can handle it. This one is small case. I've handled issues more than this one. These girls, they must give their life to Christ. By fire, by force. And she was there. A sister matches your man, you know, dressed like a different life sister. Just after a while, after a while, one way or the other, they started influencing her. She could not. Before the end of one semester, if you see her and see those people, you won't be able to differentiate who is who again. Environment is stronger than character. Wisdom will teach you to live. You need to live here now. You need to live here. You need to live here. I've heard situations of where people are in a place, in school, and instead of going, you just play to your heart. Leave this place. I know you they leave. Call these people will come and they will kill somebody there. It has happened. It has happened. I was in my house one day, in the night, my, our door was open, and the Spirit of God told me, close this door now. I've never experienced robbery attack in my life. That was in 2009. I've never. Spirit of God said, close this door. And the key to the door was even at the, as an outside. I said, well, I, the environment just changed. I felt an ungodly presence everywhere. Immediately, I opened, I removed the key. As I was locking the door, and, and the next thing I heard was, Boozah! They started breaking the glasses. I didn't know what to do. The Holy Ghost said, this is the time for you to start to pray in tongues. I immediately, I, 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 I shifted. I started blasting my cash up. As I said, open the door, my voice was louder than their own. I was shouting in tongues. I was blasting it. I didn't want to hear what they were saying. I, kept, I didn't know when they left. I stayed more and I was praying. There are some people that was in that, in that house with me that day. They have not given their life to Christ. I don't know if I've shared this story before. They got baptized. And they began to pray in tongues. There is power. There is power. Power is real. Christianity is, is, is full of power. The Holy Ghost is our energizer. He's our energizer. It's high time we stop living like, like mere people. Now, so they don't know who they are. They, they, they are ghosts, but they die like mere men. People are dying like mere men because they don't know who they carry. You need to be filled with the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Another advantage is the Spirit will teach you all things. You can see that in First John chapter 2 verse 27. Teach you all things. Number 6, you will be bold and you will be confident. Look at what happened in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Pentecost day, how they became bold. People that were scared. People that were hiding. But when the Holy Ghost came upon them, boldness came, confidence came. And that day, Peter preached the greatest message he has ever preached. And thousands of people gave their life to Christ. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. You will always be at the center of God's will in your life when you have him on your inside. The worst place to be is to be outside the will of God for your life. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. When I was living in Lagos, I knew God said, it's time for you to leave. I knew I was following the will of God. When I was about getting married, I knew that this is my wife. I knew. I knew this is the will of God for me. And I followed it. Just imagine if I have, just imagine if you had married the wrong person. Let me not talk about myself because I never married the wrong person. Just imagine it. It's, I heard that it's like hell. I heard though because I don't know. I heard that such a marriage is like what? Is hell. It's like hellfire. I heard. I cannot know it. It cannot come to my knowing. It is far from me. And it will be far from you in the name of Jesus. 
Number eight, you will always pray the right prayer. You will always pray the right prayer. Bible says that in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 26, we don't know what we ought to pray, the way we ought to pray. But the Bible says the Spirit of God maketh intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be altered. Sometimes I'm taking my bath, I'm praying, I'm praying in tongues. Sometimes I'm driving, I'm praying in tongues. I may not know what I'm doing, but I know that the Spirit is praying to me, making intercessions for me, and solving problems I don't even know about. That is the efficacy of tongues. Sometimes your words will not carry you. Sometimes your, your vocabulary will finish in the place of prayer. Sometimes you don't know what to pray about. Sometimes That's why some of us we don't pray more than five minutes. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Today will be a good day in Jesus' name. You are off. It's not a bad prayer. But when you allow the Holy Ghost to begin to pray through you, you will see yourself praying for one hour. You are not even, you think it's one minute. Because you are not praying by your power again. You've, 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 you've stepped out. And the Holy Ghost stepped in. Into the place, into your place of prayer. And he's the one. Sometimes you groan. You wake up in the night, you're, you're groaning. You don't know why you're doing that. But you are solving problems. You are terrorizing the kingdom of darkness. You are, you are, you are praying healings in the lives of your mother that you don't even know that was sick. That is the efficacy of, of being filled with the Holy Ghost. The ninth one, you will always make right choices and right decisions. Number ten, you will learn how to number your days in wisdom. When the Holy Ghost is in you, you will know how to number your days in wisdom. You see that in Psalm chapter 90 verse 2. Numbering your days in wisdom does not mean counting your days. Are you getting me? Numbering your days in wisdom means planning your day in wisdom. It's not counting your day. It means planning your day. Every day the Holy Ghost helps you to plan your day. Everything that is happening from morning, afternoon, night, the Holy Ghost is, is inspiring all your activities. That is being filled with the spirit of wisdom. Do you need that spirit in your life? Do you need that spirit in your life? The spirit that can solve all human problems. The spirit that can solve the problem of cancer. As a medical doctor, God can give you the knowledge on how to deal with the issue of cancer. As a medical doctor, God can download it. That aspect of medicine that is so difficult, God can give you an idea. Just He needs you to have a quiet time with Him. Some of us no longer have quiet times. I learned quiet time as a scripture union boy in secondary school. I was a scripture union president in my secondary school. I gave my life to Christ at the age of 14. And immediately I joined scripture union and I was president of the, of the school fellowship. I learned quiet time. It's in your quiet time that God will begin to download things to you. Things beyond human understanding. Things beyond human knowledge. You are confused. The Lord will drop an idea in your spirit. You are in your profession. There is something going on in your profession that needs solution. Men like Daniel, they carry this thing I'm talking about. Men like Daniel, they carry this thing I'm talking about. When there is a national problem, they come and contact Daniel to solve the problem. In Nigeria today, God is looking for men and women that can connect to him and that look solution to the problem of Nigeria. Nigeria is in big problem. Sometimes I begin to cry. I say, God, we have men. We have men of God. We have, God, can't you solve this problem through this people? God will say, are you not one of them? Are you not a child of God? Are you not one of them? So I'm challenging all of us. The problem of Nigeria can be settled. The problem of Christianity can be settled. The problem in the field of law, in the field of medicine, in the field of engineering, that area of calling in the educational sector can be solved only if you can download something, the solution from him. He's He knows all things. He's the omnipotent God. He's the omniscience God. He's the omnipresent God. All knowing, all powerful, almighty. And you're carrying him. You're carrying deity on your inside. I'm carrying him. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. The Lord is going to lay his hands on as many as possible through the elders in the house today. So that spirit will come into your life in the name of Jesus. The river of healing is flowing in this place. In the name of Jesus. Whatever sickness that you came here with is gone in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. 
Because you've done it again in our lives. Thank you for this great deliverance. Thank you for your presence in our midst. No man shall take this glory unto himself. We return back the glory to you. In the name of Jesus. Father, anyone in this place that is having one problem or the other, business-wise, family problem, relationship problem, Father, whatever problem the person is having, anybody under the influence of Satan, influence of demons, you are free in the name of Jesus. Father, visit everyone in this place once again. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your presence and all you've done in our lives. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray.